At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Uh. Check it out now. Thursday morning, February 3rd, 2022. It is the Beating the Book podcast, the 11th annual. 11th! Can you believe that? Been podcasting for 11 years. 11th annual Vegas Lifestyle Podcast, A Man's Guide to Sin City. It's Gil Alexander. This is the one we've all been waiting for. Uh, Conference week in between Super Bowl week sort of a dead week, and this is where we've always put this podcast, our one sort of non-sports betting podcast of the year, though we do touch on sports books and all things Vegas. You're planning a trip with your buddies to Vegas, not only the best sports books in town, restaurants. Um, we've gotten a little older, so not so much nightclubs and day clubs and strip clubs anymore. Ace was asked to be on the show, but he had a thing. He had, to, had some UFC stuff. But as always, uh, with me on the show, for this one, not only Mike Palm. Hello, Michael. Good morning. Operations manager, VP of operations, uh, VP of operations, not an operations manager. My God, VP of operations, Circus Sports, Derek Stevens Conciliary, co-host of Odds On on Vison. Uh, Todd Wishnet from his mom's wait, wait, court. He's also a big, big shot at the gaming control, uh, AMA, something like that. Oh, that's correct. That. Board of directors, I'm a doctor. American yes, I'm on the American Medical, Medical Association. Association. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was also on the board. Of Mikey, I was, Mikey, I was upset that you weren't getting your full due. Yeah. You know, I had, gaming I, Association. You know, Todd, if you could just shut up while we just start a podcast, that'd be great. Thank you. American <laughs> Gaming Association, uh, board of directors. Mark Meltzer is here as well. Meltzer like seltzer, man about town. How you doing, Meltzer? I am wonderful. I, too, was on an AMA board, and it was for the American Marketing Association. <laughs> uh, that was oh, a long man. time ago, back when I did marketing. Todd Wishnev interrupting the podcast from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, PA. And Brian Ortega hey, is here as well. I'm Brian, also on the renowned Jew Association. Don't forget yes, you that. Are. Yeah. Brian, uh, Brian has done has has been responsible, along with Jason Kahn, for this podcast being available to everybody from the D all year long. But Brian, as it turns out, you have a extensive concierge background in Vegas. That's right. Yeah, four years as a concierge at MGM Grand, and before that, I was a tour guide for four years. So, I think I'm so on. So he it. got stories. You got stories and stuff. I have many, many stories. All right. Uh, we look forward to some. Let's begin with 
sports books. Oh, my, oh, Mikey, did you want to begin with something? I can see. I would you. like to just note, um, for historical purposes, that now on Veasan, when Todd appears as a guest, the bottom third is no longer star of oh. Showtime's <laughs> action. It's now co-host of the Megapod. That's right. Oh. There you go. Muzzle top. Muzzle <laughs> top. Yeah. Moving up oh. or down in the world. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> it's oh, a lateral move. Up. It's clearly a lateral moving up. move. Clearly moving up. Uh, let's begin with, by the way, did I win the regular season? Uh, I guess we'll update this next week when we have uh, Rufus I, on for the Super Bowl. We're not discussing that until next week. Yeah, next week. You want to discuss that next week? Okay. We can I talk won. about it now because I did go 2-0 and again in, in playoffs, but it's okay. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll we'll just update it next week, and okay. I'll crown I'll crown. Even though Mikey tried that nonsense, you know, liking the first of all, I, Mikey. Tickets, took, you know, yeah. I like look. I like to I like to bag on Mikey as much as the next guy, but I don't think he did anything wrong. He told you who he liked, and then he went with his game uh, theory. I, I thought that was very wise. Did you? <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So let's start with uh. Let's start with sports books. Um. That's the first thing we should go with. Well, first of all, no, we always start with Meltzer in terms of uh, Super Bowl parties and March Madness parties. Let's do that because that's how we always begin. Meltzer, what do we got? Anything? It's pretty simple this year. If you want a party, it's going to cost about $100 and up per person no matter where you go. So it's even on the low end, you're looking at either close to 100 or 100 On the high end, you're looking in the thousands depending on what – what you want and how many people are going to be with you. I know you could watch it outside at beautiful stadium swim. Mike could probably speak to that. And, you know, that's going to cost you, but it's an amazing setting. And that's the kind of only in Vegas experience that you want to get. Uh, so, you know, and March Madness is lining up for even more of the same where it'll be pool season. Okay. Better? Evidently, I was not speaking directly into my mic. Um, as I was saying, uh, the uh, the uh, it looks like uh, there's other properties that are going to be replicating the uh, the stadium swim model with the outdoor thing with giant TVs so you can watch events. And, you know, they, that is pool season. That'll be for March Madness. But the Super Bowl is mostly indoors, a couple outdoor parties. But... Again, everything's going to cost you about $100. It's going to cost you to reserve a book, a uh, seat in most sports books on the Vegas Strip, even some downtown that are desirable, such as Circa, Westgate, you might have to pay for if you want to reserve a seat there. Um, and it's just the uh, economics and the, the lack of desire to sit at a sports book and wait. People do not want to sit and wait for, you know, a game to reserve a seat at, you know, let's say, I don't know, noon for a game that kicks off at 5 o'clock. So there is demand for it. Not everybody likes it, obviously. If you don't want to pay, head off the Strip. Head to South Point, Gold Coast. Uh, they're going to have uh, open seating, general admission free. Of course, first come, first serve. Their parties are going to be uh, spend whatever you want for whatever you want. So And they're free. Um, but, again, you're paying nothing, and you have to pay for drinks and food and such, which is fine. You know, it's a matter of what you prefer. You know, do you want the guaranteed seat and show up when you're ready? Or, and are you willing to pay for that? Or do you want to save the money, get there early, get to a sportsbook early, and get one of those free seats and then just pay for everything as you go? So um, that's the Super Bowl situation. It'll be similar for March Madness the first weekend. 
Um, and I think there's going to be even more options to, to watch the madness outdoors, which is kind of exciting, kind of fun, because that spring break weekend, that St. Patrick's Day weekend, it's a great time to be outside in Vegas. Mikey, what's a uh, what's a cabana run you for March Madness? The minimum is 5,000, Gil. Um, oh, uh, uh, sorry, Super Bowl. Uh, the first two days of March Madness, I believe they're 4,000. And then the prices dip a little bit on Saturday and then significantly on Sunday. As far as our Super Bowl offerings here, Stadium Swim General Admission is 150 to get in. That's not a seat, but it does include a buffet. Daybed started 3,000. Cabanas started 5,000. If you want a seat in the sports book, one of the bleacher seats, that's 300, and it gets you um, six drinks, I believe, six drink tickets. Um, the booths range anywhere from 3,000 to 6,000, depending on where the booth are and whether it's seat six or eight within the sports book. There's a party on the 12th floor here at the D in the ballroom. That's 175 per person. That includes all you can eat and drink. I was told that it was sold out. Yeah. Um, is that correct? On the 12th floor, no. No? I think yeah. she's still got about 20% of her seats left. Good to know. Um, so that's 175 a person. All you can eat and drink from two till whenever the game ends. And then we have our own um, player party for invited guests that's going to be in the, the warehouse space at Circus. So we offer a variety of parties at different price points. One of my best... Gil, one of my best resources for this is the Vegas Big Game group on uh, Facebook. And I know they they get all of the information from all the casinos, all the restaurants, bars, and they post it there. And you have people that visit every year so they can talk about their experiences at those venues, which I think is a great uh, way to, you know, learn. If you're overwhelmed and not sure what to do, that's a group that's going to help you. And Mikey, the uh, cabanas are still available for both Super Bowl and March Madness. Still some inventory? Yeah, there is inventory uh, for both. The Thursday and Friday of March Madness um, sold out in the sports book, and I think there's one cabana left on Friday. Um, but it, it's it, it, at, at Super Bowl, we have two booths left, and there's still some cabanas and day beds. The first two days of March Madness almost sold out, though, right now. Wow. I think the, even the back? bleacher seats for March Madness in the book, I think there's four left on Thursday and six left on Friday. They just sold through all that inventory. It's wow, amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is amazing. Are we back to the Thursday, Friday schedule for March Madness the first weekend? Yeah, we're back to the regular schedule. Tuesday, two games Tuesday, two games Wednesday, and then your regular Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Do you, from your standpoint, do you prefer that? I, I do. Um, I don't think we gained anything on that wraparound, just like I don't think we gained anything on that wraparound Monday, although, you know, it gave us a Monday night football game. It didn't help us uh, from a perspective um, as far as even the handle. I think the handle would have been just as good if you had three on Saturday and three on Sunday with it. So I think this pe people are much more used to the schedule. A lot of people can't leave town on Monday, right? They got to go back to work on Monday, so they have to right. leave sometime Sunday afternoon. Mike, Remind so, me, why did, they, why did they make that change? Why did they make that change last year? You know, I think it was COVID-related with the arenas. And, and, you know, remember they had to sanitize between every game, and they were trying to stretch it out. And Remember they played all the play-in, the, the four games on the one day. They didn't do it on the Tuesday, Wednesday. So I think it was all COVID-related. Brian, you were saying? Yeah, so, Mike, um, I know when I used to work in hotels, it was we got people asking about Super Bowl in December. Mm -hmm. Is there a strategy to releasing, you know, when you can reserve and when to wait and hold off on it. Yeah, you're going to see booking patterns in December. And then you want to hold back a little bit of the inventory because 
some people don't book unless they know who the teams are going to be, right? And then there's this big rush Sunday night last weekend and Monday of, of trying to book. So you don't want to be sold out at that point. So you kind of want to, you know, and it helps to yield, too, to release it in segments instead of releasing the whole thing. And still on, sorry, still on the Super Bowl topic, I know last year I went to a bachelor party, which we, it was like in the middle of COVID and we had like 10 guys. So that was actually really hard to plan because they had restrictions. Do you have any restrictions this year on, on tables besides the No, we're, we're back to normalcy. We can put uh, 550 people in the in the space at, at um, Circa in the warehouse space and that casino player party. And up here we can get 400. So, you know, we were limited last year at 150 at parties. And we ended up doing a bunch of little pods around the casino right. and sectioning off bars. It was really kind of clumsy because of the food service. Right. I mean, how do you get them the food? You need them in a space to serve the food. We were giving them bento boxes, you know, at the first quarter and the third. Right. So this will be much more back to normal now. Very nice, man. All right, which brings us to, by the way, I'm uh, Mikey and Brian and Mark uh, Meltzer are all doing this from the D. Uh, I'm at home because I have uh, the commander's strain of COVID. Todd is uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, I like to call so, it the woofty strain. The woofty strain. Worst <laughs> name ever, by the way. Uh, so let's get back to sportsbooks in general for those who are like, okay, what's the yearly update on sportsbooks? Correct me if I'm wrong, but not much has changed in the last year, right? We, we still say, and we're not doing this because Mike's here, but Circa is by far the sportsbook pillar right like there's nothing that compares to circus screens to just how the casino revolves around the sports book it is just a sight to behold obviously the pool uh circus swim also putting an emphasis on the screens outside as well to watch sports and i'm just thinking mark correct me if i'm wrong here like what's been new resorts world is new but that sports book is kind of lame <laughs> and they don't really take a bet either we find out after a while uh, not even after a while. We find out pretty quickly. So, I mean, but that's their thing, right? They're not revolving their casino around a sports book. It's just a different business model entirely. Um, and then they still don't have a license at the Hard Rock. Excuse me, at the Vir at Virgin, right? That what, is correct. What are they, Mark? What are they advertising that money room or whatever? They they released a lot of advertising on their sports lounge, but they don't have a book yet, right? It's they had they had the sports book that was supposed to be the Bradford right. sports book, like a traditional small book. And then they have the Moneyline Sports Bar, which is a sports bar. And uh, that was supposed to be where you can go and bet, you know, on a kiosk or something and then watch the games and have a elevated sports atmosphere. And uh, that is what it is. I, they do a nice, cheap happy hour if you're into cheap happy hours. But I haven't heard anything otherwise. But there's no sports betting, right? Virgin I still has, isn't licensed in in Nevada. Correct. Nope. Um it, it kind of the space kind of reminds me of what they did at uh, at the old Monte Carlo with that little lounge there connected to the sports book, yeah. um, a little bit. But uh, but they, the way they came out advertising this like a week ago Monday, this money line. I, I said money pit, but money line. I thought, but what the hell happened? Did somebody get a gaming license and they're going to take a bet there at this bar? But no, no. I know a lot of people my age go there because it's like the hip thing to do but again there's no sports betting so right. and people a lot, some a lot of people i know that are in town they don't bet on sports like you know like they just do. go there for the bar scene yeah they then? just yeah. go there for the bar scene yeah. the food and to watch the and you know to be yeah. hip and that's kind of the thing well the great thing about about being in 2022 is that everywhere you go in the war in a state with legal sports betting is a sports book 
So, like, my bathroom is my sports book if I wanted to be, if I needed to be. You know, and right here, we could bet. I could walk three steps to the desk. I could go to a kiosk or I could bet with Cirque on my phone. Like, it's, you know, the way well, it is the, nowadays. That's, that's the biggest pro tip for those who are coming in and for those who get apps. You got to turn off the Wi-Fi to have them operate correctly. Is that a is that a universal thing here where we have to tell I, everybody? I you never got, have you to turn off my Wi-Fi. You don't? No. You know what, Gil? It's really funny. When I'm at Circa and I'm on the Circa Wi-Fi, I cannot put bets in at other books. When I'm at the D right now and I'm on the Wi-Fi, it doesn't restrict me. So it's really strange. It's it, There's nothing consistent about it. Interesting. If I'm to look at, say, in my apartment, I'm right in the middle of the strip. If I want to look at certain books lines i've got to turn off although i don't know that's the case anymore i used to have to turn off the wi-fi now i'm not so sure i have to do that anymore now that you mention it so i don't know um but if you're having trouble putting in bets sometimes that's the key to all of it let me let me go back to like the whole first of all the virgin thing uh brian which is interesting because uh i used to basically live at the hard rock back when the hard rock was the place to be the virgin opening was the lamest opening of any casino I can ever remember in this town because it was basically like the old hard rock ghosts with with lipstick put over it. So it's fascinating to me to hear that like you, that it is considered a hit place to go because that's the first time I'm hearing that. Just for Moneyline. Um, they have a lot, like I know that Cassie, which is like their uh, brunch beach spot is really popular as well for brunch. So I know that's really popular. Um, that and Moneyline are the only two things that I hear about coming out of Virgin. I know they have a couple other restaurants, but that's really it. What's what's the brunch beach spot? So what it's is called that place? Uh, Cassie's, and it's uh, like they do dinner and they do brunch. Um, it's sort of overlooks the pool, and I think that's sort oh. of the vibe they're going for. Okay, sort of a chill. Is Pink vibe. Taco still there, or did that replace Pink Taco? Uh, no, I believe Pink Taco is no longer there. Oh, yeah, the end no, of an era. No more Pink, and no more Lucky the, the Mr. Lucky's, which had the triple seven steak special. Mr. Lucky's, which I said the greatest reality show of all time would have been for them to put a camera at the bar at at Lucky's and just leave it running, and it would just be constant entertainment. Fantastic. Mark, can you, can you describe the uh, the whole thing? Okay, so sportsbooks haven't really – there's not much change from this year to last year, but there's a lot planned moving forward. Obviously, the Hard Rock is coming back into Vegas by buying the Mirage. Uh, Virgin now is where the Hard Rock used to be. Um, but explain, you and I were talking about this the other night at dinner, about the whole thing with uh, Bally's becoming the horseshoe and now Tropicana's in play. Can you go through all of that? Um, sure. Uh, um, so Caesars is rebranding Bally's Las Vegas to, into horseshoe, like you just said. Now, the company named Bally's, Bally's Corp, used to be a company called Twin River, they purchased the operations of Tropicana and are considering rebranding Tropicana as Bally's. They also have no official plan publicly, so they could also implode it and build a baseball stadium there. So that's the Bally saga in a quick version of it. Um, so are we gonna get are we gonna get another sports book there maybe? We have no idea because we don't know what they're gonna do. They the okay. deal should close next quarter. Uh, maybe the third quarter. So uh, they still have a little time to figure out what they want to do. And I think it works perfectly, you know, in case there is, there is 
uh, some reality to the Oakland A's leaving Oakland and moving to Las Vegas because they do own a lot of land with that property. It's much bigger than people think. And there's How many a, acres is it? I believe it's 35. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but it's it's wow. really big. And they have a ton of strip frontage that um, is occupied by a garage right now. So there's a lot they could do to that land, and they really they just haven't announced it. They're talking anywhere from imploding the property and building a stadium to just refurbishing the property as it exists. So, um, you know, and who knows? Would this be a dome? Would it be a dome stadium? Because how would they have? I've seen these outdoor renderings. I'm like, how do they have outdoor stadium in summer in Vegas? How it do would they do that. It would. Well, uh, that that can exist. It does in the minor league stadium out in Summerlin, where the Las Vegas Aviators play, and uh, people love it. But I think for a major league team, it'll be a dome. Um, one other thing for those who are coming into Vegas with their buddies, and they're not staying in Circa, but they're staying on the Strip, as per usual. If you're like, well, I want to make a bet at Circa, I don't have the app, but I also don't want to, I don't want to schlep all the way downtown. Mikey, you have that, you have that remote spot at the Tuscany just off the strip, which has been very useful to me, by the way. Great, great spot. Great idea. Is that going to exist still? Oh, yes. Yeah, we do. When uh, In terms of volume, uh, Gil, if you rank all of our outlets, number one is the app. Number two is the sports book at Circa. Number three is the sports book at Tuscany. Then, then, then the D, then the Golden Gate, then the the Pass in Henderson. But in, just in terms of cash through the cash through volume, uh, yeah. So it's a great location. We when we when William Hill had it, they said it it was their third highest volume location in the state. So I mean, because it's a perfect spot, right? One block off the Strip for everybody that's staying on the Strip. They don't have to go downtown, or they don't have to go west or south or anything like that i mean it's walking distance also a very yeah. good sports uh, bar right across that has 365 different beers that's the name of it right the yeah 365, it's 365. <clears throat> I, I still have a uh, promo cap with a uh, bottle opener on the on the on the lid of the hat they have an underrated italian steakhouse there as well tuscany gardens it's very very good what they don't have right, anymore what? is table games yeah, all the, just electronic now. Yeah. Table game. So, Mike, I have a question for you that this is actually kind of simple for people who live here um, or familiar with apps. But if you're like in Iowa and have like a Circa app in Iowa yeah. and you're coming to Vegas for the Super Bowl, yeah. do you have to get the uh, La, uh, the Nevada Circa app? Yes. To be able the, to the Iowa app's only applicable in Iowa. It's only functional in Iowa. I, but it's, it's funny because I had some friends visiting last year in November for um, – a variety of things are their annual trip that they missed the year previous. Uh, but they're BetMGM customers, and they couldn't use their app from home here. And thankfully, there were quote-unquote ambassadors to help them sign up and get their <laughs> get a new app. But it's yeah. it's ridiculous that the apps outside of this state do not work in this state because I believe that if you have like a DraftKings or a FanDuel, you can yeah, use Yeah, I was those, just about to say that, Mark. You can I was use, just about to say that. You can in use different those, states... If yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that you could yeah. use those apps in different states. And I think, Gil, to what you were saying with regards to Wi-Fi issues, it is the technology problem that's here. And, uh, you know, we have different uh, versions of every app and no matter what the brand is. So Nevada is very different because there's no remote sign up available. So there it's a completely different app unit and it's just not compatible with everything else. 
And the, and the so reason like I, you were and saying, the reason I asked that I'm was sorry. because my dad had the same issue. They signed him up to BetMGM because he lives in Arizona, and then he had like three hundred dollars in his app, his app here, and he thought he could go to Arizona and use it in the Arizona app, and then it didn't. So then I we had to figure it out. So that's why I asked. It's the like question. Nevada. It's like Nevada is its own country in a sense. The rest of the states, it, you can go from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, no problem. You can go Pennsylvania, New York, no problem. Go Pennsylvania, West Virginia, wherever you want to go, you're still no, no problem. You just you're still in that company. But Nevada is like its own country in a sense. As soon as you go into the state of Nevada, now it's a whole different deal. Oh, I didn't realize that, Todd. That's interesting. So yeah, it's and by the way, New York shattering all records for a sports betting handle. Um, I think we all thought it would be big. I don't think we all knew it would be quite this big. So, just absolutely breaking record books. Yes, sir. A funny email I got last night was from a company called GeoComply, which helps the uh, the uh, the companies stay within state lines. So, like, if you're in New York, they, make, they track every wager placed from New York. Um, and they did that. They sent out a press release last night that Louisiana – in its first weekend of sports of mobile sports betting, had more bets per capita, 3.6 versus 3.3 in New York. So it's interesting, interesting to to look at it because we're looking at populations. There's 18 million people in New York State. There's 3 million in Nevada. It's kind of weird to compare apples and oranges that way. So. Well, well, no, I mean, but this is why, like, you know, everyone's like, when's DraftKings coming? When's uh, FanDuel coming? Like, one of the biggest things for me is it's like, you know what? It's not that populous of a state to, to like, rush into. Like, it's not it's not the biggest priority in the world to be in Las Vegas or in Nevada itself. Uh, Mike, one, other thing, one other thing yes. about that that you guys might want to note, if you're in a particular casino, you may not be able to access another sportsbook's app. So, for example, if you're sitting in the Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you think, oh, no problem, I'll just bet whoever I want to bet, right? Well, you can bet with FanDuel, but you can't bet with DraftKings there, and you can't even bet with Bet Rivers' own app because Bet Rivers has it locked off, and it pretends that it's not in the state of Pennsylvania, even though it really is, because they want you to use their kiosks. So there's all kinds of mishigas, so to speak, with this, and the only reason I bring it up is, you know, people might want to know that if they're going different places, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in this, in this casino. Why can't I use my 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 sports betting app?" Well, guess what? There's all kind of mischievous going on. So, so basically, there's nothing uniform at all. Is is essentially what we're saying. Where can um, you use the Bet Rivers app, Todd? Where the the bet you can use the Bet Rivers app in all of Pennsylvania, but not in their casino. How hysterical is that? You can be sitting in their casino, try to use their app. And it won't work. And if you call customer service, they don't know why until you finally get to the right person who explains that, guess what? We want you to use the kiosk because the app people and the Bet Rivers people are affiliated, but not really exactly the same company. So they're, they don't want you to use the app inside the casino. They want you to go to the kiosk and use their kiosk. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But it's actually the truth. I hate that that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so I was going to say uh, the uh, casino yeah. operator and the uh, interactive are different corporations. So the casino itself wants the revenue for them and not for the other entity. Exactly. Exactly. And and by the way, they don't even they can't even answer the question if you go and ask them. The only reason I know this is because I'm a crazy lunatic who who kept calling and calling and calling until I finally found out what the true answer was. So that's the answer, Melter. Is, is Mark is is that that's that's the deal? It's two different agendas i'm assuming that's the case 
Yeah. No, they admit it. They admit that they're not. They admit that they're not really a hundred percent rivers. They're yeah. somewhat affiliated. That's what they say. There, there's also the other thing of, and this gets beyond the technology. There's also the thing like take a bet MGM. What is available to BetMGM props-wise in the rest of the country outside of Nevada is not always available here in Nevada. We have a much more skeletal menu of betting, and the reasons given is often, oh, we have technology limitations, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but there's also that ridiculousness as well where – not all bet MGMs, just to use them as an example, not all bet MGMs are created equal. I'm not sure if it's the same at Circa. I'm not sure if there's different things offered in Colorado that there are in Nevada, Mike. Is that true? Uh, well, there's things we can book in Colorado we can't book in Nevada. We can book the hot dog eating contest there, but we can't book it. Now, we just got approval. You know, we do the Circa Squares where you can pick the score of the quarters. Uh, it was pre-approved in Iowa. It hadn't been in Colorado, but we just got it approved yesterday. So we're launching it. It'll be in all, all three states. But... Nevada generally is much more restrictive on prop offerings. Yeah, this this I'm, what I'm referring to is just actual stuff. Like maybe it is that, maybe it is regulated. It's regulation, stuff. Gil. It's regulations for the most part when it comes to props specifically. Yeah. Um, Nevada, as Mike just said, they'll maybe they'll maybe let you bet five Super Bowl or five um, NFL draft props, whereas go to Jersey and there's a hundred. So yeah. that's oh, there's, there's actually. And it's that same thing in Pennsylvania. Right. I was going to say. You can't do like certain poaching. It's different in every Sorry. state is based on their regulation. So are we having trouble hearing Todd as much as I am, by the way? Or is everyone hearing Todd okay? He's fine. Todd good. He's fine? Okay. I can't, I can't hear Todd at all. Okay. Um, all right. Mikey, you mentioned steakhouses. You, you were the first person to mention steakhouse. So let's move to that for a second. Uh, what are our favorite steakhouses in town? Mike, start with you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm, I'm going to be biased here, but look, I like Andiamo. And people will say, oh, the, you know, Berries is open now. Bear, you know, some people like Andiamo better than Berries. I think, the, you know, it's a different experience. Andiamo is a little more food driven and less about, you know, the whole ambiance and all that of Berries. But I, I you know, we've eaten up here at Gill. Uh, and Todd and in, I've never had a bad meal here. You can go fish. You can go obviously the steaks. They have the Italian dishes. Uh, I I haven't found a place that I enjoy better in town. I think Andiamo and SW for me, over at the Win, are the most consistently great steaks 
each and every time you go there. And I, I will say the same thing, and what you're alluding to, and I'll say what Mike sort of is, you know, hinting at. Uh, I think Andiamo is a better steakhouse than some of the others under the Circa tent that get a little more hype than that, uh, like Barry's. But I love SW. Mark, you and I went to Carver Steak the other day at Resorts World. That was outstanding, I thought, you. Absolutely. It was so it was probably the best new steakhouse I've been to in maybe five years. Um, I, I was blown away with the food, everything we had from the bread to the salad, you know, to the mac and cheese. And obviously the steak was fantastic. The only thing that was lacking was the service. And I think it might have just been because <laughs> a, I was not wearing a white bodysuit and yes. uh, and uh, B, every table in the restaurant was full. And I think they would, might have just been a little overwhelmed. And that's why our guy was rushing back and well, forth. Well, the thing with the, the shtick with Carver Steak is that they they let you pick your own steak knife. They come and they display uh, something that says pick your weapon. And it's five steak knives. And before Mark and I were even able to open our mouths to pick which one, dude was like, bang, bang. He just gave it to us. So we were like, okay. I get it. You're in a rush to talk to the table with the women over there, but can we at least pick our own damn knife? And then you can have the option to buy your knife afterwards if you like. And it. they'll ship it to you at home, which is amazing. That's right. Yeah. What a great steak. Brian, you been any? Yeah. So um, I always liked craft steak at MGM was always really consistent. Um, I went to Delmonico a couple weeks ago, which is at the Palazzo Hotel, and I thought their steak was actually was actually fantastic and they also do like a tossed uh like caesar salad kind of thing it was like 30 dollars. there were three of us but we shared it but i feel like a lot of thing when it comes down to steakhouses besides the food a lot of it comes down to presentation of things and kind of the ambiance which because there's so many steakhouses that that's kind of how they have to separate themselves besides having you know fantastic steaks so um delmonico is a fantastic steak i would have to yeah. say matt brown kelly bidlin and i from primetime action we went to delmonico's a couple months back and it was an excellent steak as well yeah. but but for me it, for me it really just comes down to if i'm going to a steakhouse i want to know that that steak is going to be perfection every single time and andiamo and sw win the prize for me we're just like every time you go it is absolute perfection you have to get the cool funnel cake at sw like the cool like it's on the stick kind of thing it was like like art like eating art kind of a deal Oh, SW has that, uh, where they bring the bread, they have that, like, ham and cheese popover oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, my Stop God. It. Stop yeah. it. Oh, you can have about 10 of those before you even get to your steak. So, two weeks ago. Are buffets so, open yet? Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Are, buff are buffets open yet in, in, in Vegas yet, Mark? So, but most buffets are not coming back. Um, the South Point buffet is open, and the line is massive for it. But a lot of the corporations, like Boyd Gaming Properties, Caesars, they don't find them to be profitable unless they're at a very high price point. Uh, so a lot of them are not coming back with stations, getting rid of all their buffets as well uh, on the local casino side. But the Cosmopolitan's buffet is open, Caesars buffet is open, but they're going to cost you $100. You're not going there for like a $10, you know, I'll take the blue or the yellow from, <laughs> you know, from Vegas vacation, they they're upscale, very expensive, and they're appropriately priced. They're not discounted type uh, buffets. Todd and I used to go to not only the South Point one, but we used to go to the Win buffet. Is the Win still open? Their buffet? Yes. Because that, gonna, remember you, Win will cost you seventy five dollars for lunch. Well, it won't cost Todd that. It'll cost me that when I pay for Todd. Yes. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it was much. It was much less. Uh, it was more price appropriate for me. 
Yeah, but you and I went, Mark. You and I went to the win when they were st- when they tried this like COVID reactionary buffet, where they were gonna bring the food to your table. That never stuck, right? I love that concept. I wish everybody oh, did I that. I hated that. I that was love the it. worst. You know what? I'm a lazy guy. Uh, bring me the food. Uh, bring me all of the food <laughs> all of the time. Give me two hours of just bringing me food. Why? Why would you not want somebody to keep feeding you? Because when you go yourself, the whole point of a buffet is to meet out the appropriate foods. Then you go the second time. It's like your all-star team of foods. I'm with Gil. Here's, here's, here's how you deal with it. You look at the menu. You place an order. You eat the food or you don't eat the food. You look at the menu again. You place another order. And you could get. I don't want to I could get. But I don't want to wait, Mark. I could get. I don't want to wait. They're just bringing you. They're bringing you the food from the buffet. It's the same thing. But it's Mark, already it's taking made. Too long. No, Mark. No, oh, it's taking too long. You guys. I want to go up and do my own thing. You guys are nuts. <laughs> You're absolutely nuts. Jeez, I want to talk. I want to go to the buffet right now. Jesus, <laughs> this tastes so good. Uh, the South Point buffet is good, as you're saying. Also, for those who are off the uh, beaten path. So, what other besides steaks, though? What other great restaurants, new or old, have you been to this year? Mark, start with you. Not really a lot of new. I've been visiting uh, my old favorites, you know, and it's whether it's on the Amo or, you know, you know, I've been I've gone to I've stayed at the Cosmopolitan 12 times in the last 12 months. I'll be there next week for the 13th time in 13 months. Yeah. So I've been to almost all of those restaurants repeatedly. So, uh, you know, we I love Mamufuku over there. I love Bang Bar, Bong Bar, rather. Hattie B's is a great uh is a great deal there for some fried chicken. But other than that, you know, Carbone is amazing. Uh, pricey. Yardbird, amazing. A little bit pricey. Uh, Ping Pang Pong over at uh, Gold Coast is still one of my favorites to go with a group. You know, you just, we spent a dinner at Carbone, split, call it six ways. The entire meal at Ping Pang Pong for the same amount of people was the same cost as one person at Carbone. Absolutely amazing, you know, but the food there is great. They, they'll they feed you, they'll bring you cards. Maybe this will work for your buffet model. They walk around with carts of dumplings and stuff uh, where you can just order food as they walk by you so you don't have to wait at all. At Ping Pong Pong? Do you also get the smoke smell there at Ping Pong Pong? Or do you, is that, is that, <laughs> does that not come along with the deal? Because when you walk oh, into that Gold Coast, man, it smells so bad from Ooh. smoke. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah they, they keep that outside of the restaurant, thankfully. The, I, will, I will say Carbone to me is still the great, my favorite restaurant in town. It's my home games. Uh, I will go there every night if you let me. Uh, Carbone. Plus, apparently, they dash out a little COVID while you're there as well, I'm guessing. Huh. Oh, uh, so a couple. Too. A couple new ones. Um, El Solito Posto, I believe it's called, out in uh, Summerlin, is fantastic Italian restaurant. It's in a place called Tivoli Village, like in a little outdoor shopping area. Uh, that is probably the best thing I ate last year, the best new restaurant I ate at last year. Um, we talked about uh, the Cosmo Super Frico. Uh, you and I ate at Gil. It was yeah, like The food it. was good, not great. The experience well, itself was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I don't need but I don't I, need Cirque du Soleil like dancers dancing on top of me while I eat kind of thing. I thought it was fun, but I was also not ready for that kind of environment at yeah. the time. So I was like, I was a little taken aback by it, you know, by a naked guy or a guy in his underwear walking around. It was very strange, but it's an interesting <laughs> thing. And again, if you're looking for an only in Vegas kind of experience, 
That's definitely all in Vegas for better or worse. Yeah. And there's one restaurant I want to try. Mike, maybe you've tried this, uh, Soul Belly Barbecue. It's downtown. I have not. I'm looking forward to it. Everyone comes out of there raving, whether it's eating traditional barbecue or uh, even the burger. I'm told is fantastic. So that's. By the way, yeah. how about Israeli hummus restaurants? Are you big the on hummus those? Grill, baby. Because uh, <laughs> me and Gil used to go to this place called Hummus Grill next to the Golden Steer on Sahara. It's the funniest <laughs> place in the world because you go in and you try to order something. And the guy goes, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what you're going to have. He orders for you. It's fantastic. Mark, did it's you the see mouth. they had this, this riot at the Golden Steer a couple nights what? ago? They ran no. out. Of, I think it was Sunday night. They ran out of steak. Oh, and people could get golden corral. Oh, oh golden, golden corral. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Same thing. No, so, um, so let me just put these one by one on the on the strip for a second. Brian, we'll do you next here. The, so, for me, and I'll just start at Park MGM. Park MGM. There's an Italy there for those who are in New York. They understand what Italy is. Italy's not for everybody, and the one here is still post-pandemic. It's not the full breadth of options. So that's like a high-end, very pretentious place. But the, they have a few restaurants in there. Bavette's, which is a steakhouse, really good steaks. Although if you don't like a lot of char on your steaks, order it with less char. That's my tip at Bavette's. Also bring a lantern because it's pitch black in there. Uh, but the bread is the greatest bread you will ever have in your life. The most glutinous, most fucking awesome bread ever. <laughs> Is at uh, is at Bavette's, and they have this uh, wedge salad that is to die for. But again, bring a lantern like Ben Franklin because you can't see the person in front of you. Uh, they also have the uh, what is that? Uh, my best friend. What is that one? Uh, Mark? Best, friend. Best, best friend. Best friend by Roy Choi. Yeah. Best Tell friend me. by Roy Choi. A little too spicy for my tastes, but some people like spicy, generally speaking. So that's that spot. Um, there's also a place at Nomad, which is like a library, which apparently is very good. I haven't been, uh, but is, is also supposed to be very good. The uh, the Aria, Carbone, Cream of the Crop, Crop of the Cream. Beating hard times, that is my dream. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, Italian food, greatest atmosphere in Vegas. If you want good Mexican food, but high-end, Javier's at Aria is exceptional. Great salsa, great Mexican food. Um that's also like high recommendation, I think. There, the uh, I would say my favorite thing at Circa is the brisket fried rice at Eight East, Vegas or Vital Vegas style with the chicken, the tender chicken in there. That brisket fried rice is the greatest thing ever. After the Mega Pot, I go over there and grab some, and I just get fat once a week. It is just absolutely spectacular. And then the win, which is my other spot, and I'll leave it at this, and I'll go to Brian. But the win. First of all, if you want the highest end, and I know my, my taste will run high. I know I've become bougie in my old age. Wing Lei, I believe is the name of the place, with the greatest Chinese food ever, but you're going to need to make your reservations in advance. The duck there is out of control, but it is like super high, super duper expensive. They have a new Mexican restaurant at the Win, which is pretty good as well. Do you remember the name of that, Mark? Shoot. Casa Playa. Playa. Thank you, Brian. Uh, High-end Mexican food. If you're doing the win thing and then the biggest thing and this will transition to brian because i know brian's had an experience with the supper club but if you really want to do vegas in the most awesome extravagant way possible and you know that your trip is coming up in a couple months supper clubs are a new thing and at the win there's a place called delilah's now it will take you months in advance to get a reservation if you don't know somebody 
but it's an L.A. vibe. It's from L.A., Delilah's. And they definitely have an arrogant L.A. attitude in there. I've been three times. Twice, I've got rock star seating. And it's basically like you, you enter the 1920s. There's live music while you eat. The food is good, very good. Not great, but very, very good. But it's the atmosphere. The third time of the three, though, I got one of the outside tables. And getting one of the outside tables is like their way of telling you that you're a second-class citizen. So the whole key to Delilah's is indoor seating, months in advance reservation. But it is the greatest, to me, the greatest Vegas experience you can have. And you, Brian, you just went to a supper club elsewhere, right? Yeah, so I'll actually touch on your Delilah um, experience. So uh, the friend that I went with last night to Mayfair, she's a concierge at the Wynn currently. I won't say her name. But she still she works there. So Monday through Thursday, you can if, if you book long enough, you can get a reservation if you're a normal person. So a lot of the management there, like Friday through Sunday, really just want celebrities, you know, high rollers in there, you know, casino invited guests. And that's it. And then also, if you book for two, you should you have to really go to Delilah's and book for like six people to be in to be guaranteed inside. Because if you Good go point. as as two people, that's why yes. they sit you outside. She, she she told me this. She said, if you go as as just a couple, just two people, they're almost automatically putting you outside, um, which is a thing. Um, I also have been to Delilah's. I went there once. Um, I went and it was like it was like the second week that they were open. I said I'm just gonna go have a drink at the bar. They said, well, just make sure you're out like soon, like before seven. It was like six thirty. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So it kind of put me off. So yes, definitely the attitude thing is what I got. Oh, um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. And it just like makes you not want to go. And it's just, I mean, it's a great atmosphere though. Very like Coco, well, very Coco Cabana kind of thing, which is, which is awesome. No, sorry. Not Coco yes. Cabana. Um, the, the one in LA that used to be there, what was it called? Um, Coconut Grove, the, the, the old one in the Ambassador Hotel. And then uh, Mayfair is like Coco Copa Cabana, which I went last night. And uh, I would recommend, you know, share the entrees. Like they have uh, New York strip. They have a really good potato puree. The truffle pasta is fantastic. Um, wow. The food is, the food is again, it's good, um, but really right. what elevates it is the experience. So just the singers, it's a little bit more lively. Um, they like Mayfair to interact. Is where, Brian? The, uh, this is at uh, Bellagio. So it actually Bellagio. it actually overlooks the fountains, which is funny. You almost don't want a fountain view because you want to be able to watch the stuff on the stage, which is actually great. Um, but again, definitely make a reservation couple, about a month or two in advance or a couple weeks in advance. Um, during the week, they still have all the entertainment. So that's cool. You can go on a Wednesday and still get entertainment, which is great. Um, and this is a good tip. If you make a reservation, they will always seat you in the main dining room because it's actually split where there's just a, there's like a sort of a bar with a wall where you can't see the performers. And that's if you like walk in and just want a table for two. But if you make a reservation, you're guaranteed a seat in the main room. So I, I really like Mayfair. It's, it's a good spot. Great tips. Yeah, so I like Mayfair. It's a great spot. And I also love Scarpetta, which I went two weeks ago with my brother and his wife. And they had the same bread that you're talking about at Delmonico that has the uh, like salami and like the just different meats inside of the bread. Which oh. they, So they ate the whole thing. They loved the thing. And they said that was their favorite part of the experience was the bread, which was free. Yes. Which is hilarious. Going yeah, by next, the way, back to the Cosmo for week. a second, because yeah. because Mark Mark mentioned some of the stuff of the Cosmo. What what we were referring to is there's a food court right in the where the old people can remember the old sports book at the Cosmo when it was on the second floor. There's now a high end food court, an urban whatever they call it, urban food court. Yeah. 
And Hattie's, the fried chicken place, is there. Bung Bar, the David Chang place. I just got Bung Bar last night, uh, which is a great meal to have during COVID, by the way. It's fabulous. Um, that's a great little area of the Cosmo for food where you don't have to sit down and spend a lot of time, but you can just get quick stuff. Back back to the uh, Mayfair and Delilah thing for a second. So Delilah's, and again, I don't know how much of our audience like wants to do the Mayfair and Delilah's thing, but if you are really trying to go full throttle Vegas vacation, the one thing about Delilah's, and I, I know somebody high up at the wind who has schooled me on all this stuff, those LA people are having trouble really acclimating to what is prioritized in Vegas. So they've had incidents there where the wind had a guy that, you know, just dropped like a million bucks at the tables, right? And he wants a table at Delilah's. And those L.A. people are like, sorry, we can't get him a table. <laughs> and, the, and the people in the casino are like, no, you don't understand. You have to give him a fucking table. This is not how this works. Like, I know you guys are so L.A. focused and stuff, but this guy just dropped seven figures at our casino. Give him a goddamn table. So there's that that they're dealing with, which is an interesting little cultural divide, which I guess they'll work out over time or not. But that's that's the spot. But you're you're absolutely right, Brian, about the off-putting feeling, too. Me and my uh, girl went to the, the time we went, we were sat in the outside. We were like, I never want to come back again. Yeah. Because everything's on the inside, for sure. And going back to your Cosmopolitan, the uh, 16 block is the name of the uh, food court. Yes. This is if anybody wants like a cool, like a cool speakeasy, because cool is cool. So um, <laughs> if you go to the back of that food court, there's a door that has an exit sign on it, like regular exit sign, and it has a picture of like a pinata donkey. donkey yeah. So um, you actually go through that door usually when operating hours, like after five or six. And you go through it, and there's this little room, probably the size of the table that we're looking at right now. And it's the coolest speakeasy that I've, I've been to in, in, in town. Because it's, it's like a secret, it, which is awesome. They only do like tequila and mezcal. You're only going to be in there for maybe 30 minutes because it's so small. But it is the coolest, like, pimp move, if you will. Um, like, if you're going on a date or whatever, like, hey, let me take you to this cool spot. And it's cooler than, like, a <laughs> nightclub because you can go in there, you can talk, you can, you know, have drinks. They have, like, these cool nachos. Um, that you can try, uh, but it's called six. It's called uh, Ghost Donkey, and it's sort of like Secret Pizza, but more of a secret, it's, which is awesome. It's so rad. And as a New Yorker, it felt like when I used to live in New York and go downtown to bars in the Lower East Side, it felt like a dive from that part of New York City, which I loved. Obviously, it's cleaned up for Vegas, but it was it's fantastic. I, it's one of my favorite, like little, like you just said. It's it of all the hidden speakeasies. Yeah. It's probably the one, even though I don't drink mezcal or tequila normally, right. I'll drink the hell out of some mezcal in there. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're, their bartenders are, are great mixologists. We'll use that. It's right, it's right in the back there, Mark. You and I, yeah. we ate when we had Bong Bar the first time. Right in the back, as you were describing, Brian, is that door for that speakeasy. Then, of course, there's Beauty and Essex up top, which is essentially a pawn shop upstairs, which acts like a speakeasy in the back, which is where their restaurant is, loud as hell in there. Yeah. And then there's the secret pizza one. So Cosmo has all these little secret kind of things going on. Yeah. But that's probably the coolest of the bunch. And going back to uh, your uh, – so going back to what you were talking about, high rollers. So uh, one time at MGM, we had somebody who wanted a seafood tower or whatever it was from Craft Steak, and they were at a different bar. And we had a thing where it's like, no, you can't order out. But they were actually at Centrifuge, which is over near Hakkasan. And they said, well, we're a Noir member, which is like the highest level of MGM. So we talked to Craft Steak and said, okay, it's fine. So money definitely gets you anywhere in this town for sure.
that it does, but apparently at Delilah's, those LA people haven't figured it out yet. That's that's an interesting story. So tell some of your stories, Brian. You were at a concierge at MGM, and you were saying you were saying before the show, you've had to accommodate all kinds of different people. Yeah. So um, so this is kind of a fun one. It sounds kind of dirty when we started. So we had a woman who walked up to the desk, and she was getting married, and uh, she had breast cancer. So she had a mastectomy, and then she had you know fake breasts put in. So she had prosthetic nipples that she left at home and she was getting married, you know, the next day and she wanted to have, you know, nipples for her honeymoon. So she asked us if we can find some for her. So we started calling all the costume shops. We found one that had, you know, nipples and then we just needed like the glue or the adhesive. So then we're trying to brainstorm, where can we find this stuff? So then we, since we work at MGM, we have Ka, which is the show there. So we're like, let's just call them and see if they have something. So we said, yeah, do you, you have these things? And they said, uh, yeah, and you also need the nipples too, and we're like, yeah, of course. So we went in, got the nipples, gave them to her, um, and she had a, a great wedding. So that was uh, one of our cooler stories. That is helping a guest, which is all what we're all about. Being a concierge, I would say to anybody who's listening that anybody can use the concierge. Like just because it sounds like a fancy word, it's really for everybody, and we're really there to assist with any needs. Um, high and low, you know, need. So, uh, I mean, I've helped somebody spend $15,000 in a week. I've helped somebody for free. So we're really here to make your experience the best it can. And we're in the experience making business. So they should always use or utilize the concierge, even with Super Bowl questions. Because we used to get that all the time, December and January, is, hey, I want to watch the Super Bowl. There's six of us. Where can I watch it? And we have all the information for our properties, other properties, um, even if we can't book it, we can at least give you the prices, you know, who to contact. So a concierge is a very good um, person in a hotel to utilize if you have no idea what to do because we're supposed to know everything. So that's what we good do. Advice. That's good also advice. Or just nipples? Uh, we do. As long as it's as long as it's something we can find, <laughs> and as long as it's legal and ethical, we will do our best to grab it for you. What's the, what's the little person's story that you so, told Brian? So we had a gentleman come and he his group had a thing about, you know, little people for whatever. And uh, what do you it mean was they a, had a thing about little people? So they, they, they just they wanted to take a picture with a little person. And um, oh. so okay. this was Friday. They walk up to me on Friday and they wanted a little person for a birthday at the pool for Saturday. So they give me like, you know, a day to figure it out. So good enough so this is down the road of my concierge career we had like an event group that we talk with so called them they gave us a little person agent and the little so there's, there were actually two companies we called so the first one too expensive and they were like in washington it was like 1500 bucks plus round trip so that was out so then we found the little person agent they wanted 800 dollars. so then we had to negotiate with the guest who said 500 is my limit so we got them down to 500 and uh, we were, it took, a, it took about three, four hours, but we were able to book the little person for the birthday. They were supposed to, she, she, and it had to be a girl, had to be a woman, couldn't be any image, a little person, it had to be a woman. So <laughs> she dressed be. up as Marilyn Monroe, went out, and uh, yeah, 500 bucks, and that's, that's, all it, that's what it costs for a little person at a party. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard this before, but there's an old, there was an old Vegas duo, this was like in the 90s, where you could, there was a, it was called, and I don't know if it's politically correct anymore, but it was a midget and a monkey. Oh, there was a, there was a little person and a chimp. 
that were a tandem team that you could hire to just hang out at bachelor parties. And that was the beauty of it is they didn't do anything. They just hung out with you. Yep. But that was like a, a famous Vegas staple. Yeah, it was, no, yeah, no longer, yeah, it was okay. so interesting. It was just an interesting request. But that's we thrive on interesting questions. We do show tickets and dinner reservations all the time. We love uh, we love doing uh, requests. Um, usually crazy requests. I can do a heart on a bed like in five in like ten minutes. That's my like go to. Hearts on bed. What is your ten minutes proposals? What's that? Oh, was the ten minutes thing hearts? What you said? Oh, I can do like a heart, a rose petal heart on a bed in like less than ten minutes in a good day. But then wow. I got fat and it hurt my back, so I had to you know. <laughs> It happens. Brian, are you are you still doing any of this stuff? Are you still employed doing this or uh, no? No, I, I don't. I, I try to keep up on it, though. But I do, you do it enough. Like, Valentine's Day is definitely, like, the Super Bowl for concierge. We do every we, we do dinner reservations. Uh thing we get tipped the most on, and, I mean, you should tip this person, is uh, boarding passes. People love to come to uh, the concierge to print their boarding passes. And I always got tipped for that. And it was, it was crazy. So that uh, largest tip I ever got... I've gotten a couple hundred dollar tips. Those are pretty cool and doing random things. Like you I had miss a, that? Uh, miss do that I miss job? it? It's a really, yeah. it was a really fun, it was probably the most fun job I've ever had. Like we got a lot of, um, uh, we got a lot of invites to go to like shows, tours, uh, like to the Grand Canyon and everywhere. Um, it was cool to throw around like I'm a concierge and get cool stuff at restaurants. Like we used to get, this is kind of a secret, but I'm telling you now is that Mastro's, we used to get 50% off if we made a reservation there, up to four people. And we would get 50% off. Just showed our, our business card, and that was it. So can I tell you, can I tell you, I think Mastro's, the quality of Mastro's has gone so far down Yeah, Ill. I haven't been there in a very it's long time. Day. Oh, yeah. it was so terrible the last time we yeah, went. Yeah, it's, and it's, oh, it's in the mall, so it's kind of loud. It's kind of a weird right. setup, but I mean, it's fine. But no, yeah, so the $100 tip, um, it was uh, one of the ones. So it's really scary when they tip you before you do anything, because then, like, you feel like you have to deliver. So we, they want, it was like Memorial Day weekend, so big pool weekend. It was Thursday, and this business, businessman walked up and says, I want a, you know, a cabana at the pool which we really don't control. We can make the bookings, but we can't like pop up a cabana. And uh, he asked, and he's like, it's, I was like, ah, it's kind of busy weekend. He's like, see what you can do. And then slid me the hundred. And then I was like, oh God, now I have to like make it happen. And uh, thankfully there were like four cabanas available. They were like 1300 bucks uh, food and beverage minimum, um, which is very common for a lot of the pools. It's like, if you do a cabana, same thing at Circa is um, food and beverage minimum is like the price. So you pay 1400 bucks ahead of time, and then that's how much food and beverage you have for the entire um, length of your stay. So if you don't spend that much, then you're still getting charged that plus gratuity and all that. Um, so I played it up and said, oh, it looks like I can move some stuff around. You have a cabana for this much. And then made it sound like I did something fantastic, but really just booked it. <laughs> but uh, it's all about acting. It's all about a game, and that's really what it is. No, I appreciate that. It, that gives it gives people a sense of what can be accomplished here. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you can get anything in town as long as you're willing to pay for it. Uh, anything other food-wise? Obviously, uh, Resorts World, the food court. We should probably give them a shout out because the food court, like if Circa's, if Circa's, you know, main staple is the sports book and the pool. That's what they're known for. Would we not agree that Resorts World is pretty much known for its food court at this point? Yes. Mark. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I do have Good. one. I have one restaurant coming later this year that I cannot believe how excited people are for it, and it's Peter Luger's opening in Caesar's yeah. Palace. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, obviously old school New York steakhouse. Um, 
that used to only take cash back in the day when I lived there. I don't know how it is nowadays, but um, it's a it's a very classic and traditional steakhouse, and it, it'll be interesting to see if what the demand is because in, in Caesars alone you have Old Homestead, you have in the mall in the forum shops, the busiest restaurant in the country, I believe, is Joe's, Joe's. Uh, Seafood yeah. and Prime Steak. So um, adding another high-end, very in-demand steakhouse is going to be interesting to say the least. I had no Adele there. so um, I've been to the one in Brooklyn. Thanks, Adele. It's awesome. I had tickets to Adele on uh, February 25th, but not going now, I guess. So, Maybe oh, can, man. I know, yeah. I was going to go eat Should at... Should we uh, tell that story? Uh, I was going to go eat at Amalfi, which is Bobby Flay's restaurant, because, you know, fish. I hate fish, but the girl I was going with <laughs> sort of liked fish, and she's going to be dressed up, and I don't want to, you know, feel fat, so we're going to eat fish. But I uh, guess we're not eating there. But, um, so, it was a whole process. You had to sign up, you know, a week before the tickets went on sale, be selected. Once you were selected, you got a certain date, um, and then once you got the date, you had to, you know, go buy the tickets. The day that they were supposed to go on sale, they um, uh, Amazon's like server system went down, which was a, it's AWS or whatever went down. So it had to be the next day. Next day comes, you purchase your tickets, you're good to go. So all excited, make all the plans, learn how to tie a bow tie, which was um, why I want to go back to be a concierge because I could tie bow ties. Um, and then we find out she's not going to be performing. So right now it's postponed, but we'll see if she ends up coming. Mike, uh, this seems like a good time for you to tell your Madonna story. First of all, classic. first of all, Gil, uh, I'd like to say you can't, in today's era, you can't say that anymore. With your little story about what was available for the party rental. I don't think you can say monkey anymore. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had gotten, I had gotten, I had received tickets to Madonna. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When she came to Caesar's Palace, well, I don't know, what was it, two, three years ago? And she gained a lot of headlines for the antics of the show, though. But So my wife and I made a dinner reservation. The show was supposed to be at 8.30. So my wife and I made a dinner reservation at Old Homestead at 7 o'clock, right? Right across from the theater there. So we go to pick up our tickets the night before, and it, there's a sign, oh, the show has been changed to 9.30. So it's not 8.30, it's 9. Well, so now I go over to the steakhouse because I, I got to move the. Luckily, they said, okay, well, we can do seven, we can do 7.30 instead of 7. So fine. So we get done eating. 8.45, we go over to the line. They start letting people in, you know, 9 o'clock. We're seated by 9.05. That's nice. Hopefully the show will start by 9.45 or 10. Oh, of course not. Not, not 10. Not 
not 10.30. Now people are getting restless because it's a, they delayed it an hour oh the day before. Now it's everyone's been seated for an hour. People were getting very With nothing's angry. on the stage? Mike, no, nothing's there's on the nothing. Stage? There's no... They're not even playing music in the theater. They're not even playing background music. Everybody's just sitting there milling about, asking what's going on. The people would come out and, and say, oh, she's just a few minutes, just a few more minutes. And my wife was getting pissed, right? She's like, well, how long are we going to yeah. be here? If she comes out at 1030, we're going to be here to 130. And we're going to, I said, well, what are we going to do now? We're here. We're dressed up. Now pe people are walking around talking to each other. I said, well, let me have some fun. So, you know, I would talk to people and I'd say, are, you, are we going to allow them to do this to us? This is ridiculous. We we need to get her out here. No justice, no peace. Now, little did I know that there would still be two more hours of waiting. I mean, and so it was kind of. What? She came out at 12.08, Todd. And she said, the queen can never be late. That was her opening statement. The queen can never be late. We walked out at 12.45. I recognize she played one verse of Papa Don't Preach is the only thing I recognized at all of what she did. A lot of it was she talked, a political, because the election was coming and all this. and It was just absolutely awful. I, I mean, people, I, I, I don't feel as bad because I had comp tickets, right? But how about the people that paid 500 or 700 a ticket for her basically to spit in your face? I mean, it was awful. Once in uh, San Francisco, I mean, at least in Vegas, you're right on the strip. Once in San Francisco, we drove down to Shoreline Amphitheater, which is down the 101, is it the 101? Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, like Whitney, it was in Whitney Houston's worst drug days. And we got there. We we waited. We got out of our car. We slept down the freeway. We got out of our car, got to our spot on the grass. I think I had grassies. And then someone came on stage and said, Whitney Houston will not be able to perform tonight. You know, like, it's just like, what? The the kind of inconvenience that it creates people in so many ways, these, uh, these prima donnas, these divas. That's that Adele thing is amazing because for her to cancel that right before the residency yeah. is the height of just botching something like that. And, and now, uh, now that yeah, and in yeah, addition to that, you have to take a COVID test before you go. So you have to be vaccinated, and then you have to take a COVID test 48 hours before the show. So she canceled on a Thursday. So many people. Um, got their COVID test on like Wednesday and they have to pay for it extra because they have to get the results back so they can go. So that's an extra, you know, whatever it is to get a COVID test. So I feel really bad for the people that were having a show that that weekend because a lot of people flew from like New York and yeah. different parts of the world. That's that's terrible for sure. I mean, the one thing I will say, though, is my, my single, if someone asked me, what's your favorite part about living in Vegas? It's not the sports books, obviously. I think we've established that what we have available to us here in Las Vegas is not nearly what Todd, for instance, has available to him in Pennsylvania. For me, it's the live music. It's, it is the chance, despite the Adele story, despite the Madonna story, it is the ability to see live music at the drop of a dime next door if you happen to live where I live. But really, everything's so convenient. And just right now, just sort of scanning down who's performing over the course of the next few months in Vegas, first of all, Bruno Mars, who is always performing at MG, at Park MGM, now he's with Silk Sonic, uh, with Anderson Pack and Silk Sonic doing shows at Park MGM. For those who love R&B, that's an unbelievable set of concerts uh, that's coming up. There's also um, Babyface with Kim. I believe that's at Virgin. For those who are into R&B, anything Babyface. Babyface used to do a residency for a brief while at the Mirage, which I went to see. Now he's with Kim, uh, so that should be kind of cool. And then there's, you know, just like some of the old rock groups. 
the Doobies have a bunch of concerts with Michael McDonald. I am completely getting tickets for that. Had there not been the Michael McDonald element to that, I might not. But that's awesome. And then Garth Brooks is performing in town, which I've never seen Garth Brooks perform. That, that's the one thing about living in Vegas that I always say. It will make you say, because everything's so convenient, it will make you go see acts and genres that you otherwise wouldn't if you live in other towns in America. Like in San Francisco, I would just schlep down the freeway to go see the Doobies or to go see Garth Brooks. But because they're next door here... I'd love to go see all these groups. And I don't know, I might have missed a lot of acts that are coming up, too. You definitely did. And Garth Brooks last year played the Allegiant Stadium, one of the first concerts in the stadium, maybe even the first. It was definitely one of the first three. But you totally missed a lot. There's a ton of classic rock, like you said. Even, like, on the small, there's Scorpions, Foreigner. You know, on the Chicago, Cheap Trick is doing a residency. Sammy Hagar re-upped his residency. Styx is doing a residency. But on a more, on something that's not 30 years old or 40 years old or 50 years old, you have Carrie Underwood's doing one, Luke Bryan over at uh, Resorts World. Katy Perry's doing one there. They're just, uh, there's so many residencies and there's festivals now. You know, this one we... When We Were Young, I believe it's called, yeah. uh, the 90s alternative pop emo, whatever you want to call it, um, that it sold out two nights, and they added a third night. I'm not sure if that sold out already, but there's all kinds of festivals. Life is Beautiful Downtown, EDC is one of the you know, largest EDM uh, festivals in the world, um, and uh, iHeartRadio, they have that one coming. I read that Las Rages might be coming back, a little hard rock downtown, but I've not seen a confirmation. That happens across the street from the D, Mike, and uh, maybe we can get a little uh, heads up on that. Yeah. You know, we had, speaking of your story about Whitney Houston, we had this I Love the 90s concert here. Yeah. How long ago was it? I don't it was even... two years ago. Two no, maybe. no, here. We just had it here oh. uh, a, a it while. It was around New Year's Eve, wasn't it? Yeah, but, oh, that's right. It was for New yeah. Year's Eve. You know, the headliner was Vanilla Ice, yeah, vanilla. Yeah. except Vanilla Ice didn't show up. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, man. It was the mayor was supposed to go on Bobby Brown from 11 to midnight, and then the mayor, you know, countdown to midnight. And then at 11, at 1210, it was supposed to be Vanilla Ice, except at 1130, no Vanilla Ice. Oh. Vanilla Ice decided not to come. So He's too big, Mikey. Too big. Too big. So, we, so, so luckily, Bobby Brown has agreed to play oh, another hour. Cool. So he came out and... Speaking of the Whitney Houston connection, <laughs> play, played another hour, but we had to go. We went to the cage here and paid him right out of the cage because obviously he required more compensation right. to play an additional hour. So speaking do of you, downtown, do you, oh sorry, go ahead. Do you? Oh no, Mike. Do you at Circa? Is it is it at all in your plans at all to like add more musical acts and stuff, or is that just not something you guys are into? At Stadium Swim, Gil. Stadium Swim can be turned into a concert venue. We can cover those two pools closest to the screen and put a stage there and have concerts. So I think that's something oh. that'll be in the near future. That would be awesome. Hard Rock used to do that at the pool. It would be nothing to look out your window and see Snoop performing or something like that. What were you saying, Brian? No, just a shout out Circa because um, I went out last week on Wednesday and uh, never tried a Legacy Club before. Oh, it's and so good. It's, oh, my. And I, I went with my two friends. We ate at 8 East as well. This is like a whole giant plug for Circa. So we went to 8 East because they, they had never been downtown. And I have to say, Circa has really brought back downtown in a big way. Like, I before when I was a concierge, we would say downtown and say, no, we're never going down there. And now it's like, because I work here too, but um, 
it makes it a place to you want to come see. It's new. It's it's what what I like. It's loud, but I, I like it loud because you know you want the music, you want the energy. Uh, but 80s brisket fried rice, like you said earlier, is fantastic. Oh. But we went to so we ate there, then we went up to the Legacy Club because I've never been. Um, and it's cool because you can create your own old-fashioned, which is a thing. Um, and then they have a huge cocktail menu. And then a great outside, which has like a fire pit and a beautiful view of the strip as well. Um, and it's just such a cool vibe up there. Like it feels, you know, bougie, if you will. To, uh, um, to like add it. on to what you said about the menu, yeah. they have yeah. a humongous uh, whiskey menu. Yeah, it's very and what they do menu. that not a lot of bars do, and I don't know that a lot of people know this, you could get half-sized drinks. So you could like sample little ones on on a discount if you're someone new to exploring whiskeys like I am. It gives you a chance to try some Japanese whiskey that you would never pay, you know, 40 bucks for, but you might pay 20 bucks for. Yeah. And to me, that is beyond great. And the vibe there, like you said, it's yeah. so classy and it, it really is a he head and shoulders above whatever you're experiencing in downtown Vegas. They yeah, did like, an yeah. event up there a couple of weeks ago on a Wednesday called Whiskey and Women. Yep. And so it was it, it was designed for women to come and, and present this whiskey whiskey menu. Um, so I think they're going to continue that with a series with different spirits uh, on Wednesdays as a kind of a, a recurring thing. Yeah. We also forgot Bi Billy Joel you at Allegiant Stadium on the 26th, Mark. Yeah, well. it's back-to-back. -back. There's, uh, what is it, Billy Joel and Metallica are playing the back-to-back -back on the same weekend. So it's Billy Joel Saturday or Friday, I believe, and Billy Joel or Metallica Sunday, one or the other. But that they made a big deal out of that being a special weekend. Huge. Me and Mike were doing a residency at the South Point Sportsbook with Al the Schnorrer <laughs> as the special guest. Uh, we did that for two years, and then it, it, it ran its course. But it was an excellent residency. Mike, you enjoyed that, right? I miss Al. I actually do. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little. Not every day, but a little bit. What we're joking about is me and Mikey used to sit in the uh, sports book at South Point, and this guy used to come over and ask for drink tickets every single time we were there. So we started calling him Al the Schnorrer, and then he would tell you stories from like, what happened in 1970. It was a whole thing. It was hysterical. Isn't that how you two met, by the way, sitting at the South Point Sportsbook? We Actually, we met on the night of a playoff game. We were in the South Point Sportsbook. And the, the uh, Maple Leafs were playing the Bruins. Me oh, and Mikey, unbeknownst to both of us, had the under five and a half in this game. The score was four to one. And because it was the playoffs, they had the goaltenders still pulled. And they, they flicked the puck out. And we both thought we were going to win. And then all of a sudden, in the last second, literally, and when I say the last second, I mean point one on the clock. They may have scored. They may not have scored. And then for about 10 minutes, we I was walking around the book screaming like, is it 4-1? Is it 5-1? Is it 4-1? Because ESPN had 5-1. The other one had 4-1. No one knew what the score was. Now, here's the craziest thing. The teams shook hands at the end of the of the playoff series because that was the end of the series. And they still didn't tell us what the score was. If it would have been a goal, there would have had to have been a face-off. Face-off, But there correct. never was a face-off. Right. And then they turned out and they said they gave him the goal, 5-1. Me and Mikey both lost on it. And we uh, commiserated as that was how we met each other. Todd, that was the, for life. That was the night of the two Game 7s. That was Game 7 in that series. And Game seven Sharks Knights with the famous five-minute major yes. win. That shouldn't have been. And they blew the 3 nothing lead. <laughs> Is that the same that night? Too. Yeah, those, they were same both night. Game 7s on that <laughs> night. That's when I met Todd. He was asking everybody in the book if it was a goal or not. I said, who is this lunatic? People aren't even watching yeah, this game. He was going seat to seat. Was it a goal? Do you know if it's a goal? I, 
No, because half the people were like, oh, on ESPN it says four to one. On this one it says he, five to one. Walking was, around with the, the sound box on his shoulder. I said, who is this lunatic? What? What's amazing is I don't remember much hockey at all, but I remember that night vividly. I remember watching that goal or non-goal right here in the apartment and then going up to Aria and watching that Golden Knights phenomenal bullshit that killed their season. That was the worst. The it was worst. unbelievable. It was, and you know, that was also, I think, right around the same time as the UMBC beat Virginia as a number one seed <laughs> in March. It was also right around the same time. That right also the same time. It was insane. Yeah. All right, did we miss anything uh, food-wise or concert-wise or anything? I'm sure we did. I'd like um, to say, uh, Gil, there's a place that's just a, a local place that I ate a couple times this year that I haven't. It's called Ventano Italian Grill and Seafood. It's in Henderson on Royal Grande Boulevard, but very, very good. And if you sit outside, you have a wonderful view of the Strip. It's a great view of the city. If you go there around sundown for the sunset, it, it's terrific. And I've been eating a little bit now at Mastriani's on Wallapai. Great, great. Another, these Italian places with the fresh fish are just hard to beat. And, and so that's another recommendation. Uh, me and uh, me and Todd and me and Felica and whoever's in town for breakfast, we often, often go to Rise and Shine, um, where everybody's dressed in pajamas. Never the people you want to see dressed in pajamas, but nonetheless, people dressed in pajamas serving food. That's a monster burrito. Um Though I would say the best breakfast burrito I've had in town is still at Nacho Daddy of all places. Uh, Nacho Daddy, which is right here off the strip, uh, which also has the best filet mignon fajitas as well. Yes. Oh, and they're opening a Nacho Daddy in Henderson on St. Rose, right next to so Texas good. Roadhouse. <laughs> it's so ridiculously good, Nacho Daddy. I cannot, I cannot tout it enough. With all this is. food talk, do you guys know any good diabetic doctors in Vegas for after <laughs> all these meals? Because it sounds like diabetes re ready to come. <laughs> yes, angioplasties and diabetes. Because, wow. Hey, Todd, I don't know what you're talking about. I definitely didn't make a reservation for Scarpetta <laughs> next week uh, while we were sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Only healthy food uh, on this side. Yeah, I, I like no the, tegla so the teglatelli I recommend. That's my favorite dish there. Here's the. Uh, Mark, do you here's get to the go to these places for free because of your job? Is that how it works? No, I I cover, <laughs> I cover gambling. They, you know what they feed gamblers? Maybe an occasional uh, little food court snack. That's about okay. it. Speaking of Felica Gill, he sent me a text because he came down to circuit to make a few uh, crossboard parlays about how good the matzo ball soup is at Saginaw's. So. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. There you go. Saginaw's Deli also at uh, Circa as well. Um, that's good Weiss's to know because deli. that's Weiss's good to know. Delis. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say that's good to know because the only other casino that I've had good matzo ball soup in is at the El Cortez. Mm. So ironically, South downtown Point as well. has good. Mark, the South Point has good uh, matzo ball soup at the um, at the. Uh, the deli by the uh, sports book. That's well, good matzo ball soup. Will they bring it to me while I'm sitting in the ballroom watching a Kentucky Derby? I, I don't know about that. It okay. sounds See, like, I, thought, uh, yeah. I thought the matzo ball soup at the deli at the South Point was tasteless. Really? I like that matzo ball soup. Best matzo ball soup in town is at Weiss's Deli in Henderson. That's the spot for that. Though, um, shout out to Saginaw's for that as well. Uh, okay, so when we used to do this podcast, we used to talk about nightclubs and day clubs and strip clubs and that kind of thing. But we're all old now. So, like, I don't go to day clubs or nightclubs anymore. And Ace isn't here. Ace was invited on the show to talk about strip clubs, but 
you know, we're all uh, we're all old people now. So I don't know that there's much to add. Brian, maybe you have something to add about the current state of nightclubs, day clubs. Like, um, what's the hottest ones in town? I would. So I believe it's called uh, Zook. I believe is that Resorts World. I haven't been to that one yet. Um, it's kind of a paint by number. I, from what I've seen from my friends' Instagram pages, it's kind of just a standard like mega club. It's basically the same thing. They stole a lot of the talent from uh, like Omnia, which is Hakkasan Group, uh, like Zed. Uh, Tiesto, I believe, is at Zook. That's always kind of what happens is they end up going to the hottest club. I mean, Marshmallow, the guy with the marshmallow head, he went to the Palms when that started, and then Palms, their nightclub closed, and he went all the way back to Excess. So I would still say it's the run of the mill. Excess, Hakkasan, and Omni are like the big three. Zook you can throw in there because it's the newest. The newest always goes. But I feel like the nightclub scene isn't what it used to be 10 years ago where it was I like that, that's where it's at. I feel like a lot of yeah. it is going to speakeasies is like the coolest new thing now. So that's a lot of people are doing speakeasies. Um, and really like this supper club idea is also big because shows are so expensive on the strip now. Like when I was an, uh, when I was a concierge, if you wanted a, a decent show, you're looking at $100 a ticket at least for, and that's with any discounts for a Cirque show. I mean, 150 for, you know, almost 175 for like, oh, but I would, I would say supper clubs are definitely going to be on the rise because you get the atmosphere of a show and then food at the same time. So kind of reverting back to like the 1950s, 1960s Vegas, which I think like the gen my generation, which is the millennials, who are the ones who are starting to spend the money here, the ones who oh, kind of we're the, we're the ones coming in. Not, the, not Gen Z. Those are the <laughs> TikTokers. But we are the ones who like are in our 30s, yep. which happens to be, you know, the demo for, for Vegas, usually 45 to 50. It's kind of getting younger. But I feel well, like they're the can, ones can who I, dictate. I, yeah. Let me just let me just step in because I made this point, I think, on the Vegas Lifestyle pod the last couple years, which is and I just thought part of it was a function of getting older. But speaking on behalf of Gen Xers, Brian, uh, the thing is that Vegas used to be all about the nightclubs and the day clubs, right? Like five to ten years ago, that's really how the town sold itself. And there has definitely been a transformation from that being the primary selling. But those things still exist, as Brian said. Those, all those things still exist, and they're all there. But it's not how the town has evolved. The town has evolved into a convention-heavy, sports-heavy um much more upscale kind of thing. The Cosmo is a great example, just to use that property as one. The Cosmo used to be, you know, the, the proverbial smoke show five to ten years ago, right? You knew what you were getting at the Cosmo. You knew that the, the demographic was younger and that you would get the most attractive people in Vegas at the Cosmopolitan. Over the course of the last five or ten years, that's not really the case anymore. And it's by design. The, the price point, Mark, you and I have talked about this a little bit also. The price point of the restaurants has risen, and with that, you don't have, you know, younger kids don't have the disposable income of an older demographic. And so that's really been the evolution of Vegas, and it's kind of what you're what you're talking about. Mark, I don't know if you agree with that. I totally speaking. agree, and uh, I think you're right. The uh, demographic, according to um, the uh, Las Vegas Convention Visitor Association, is coming down. It's come down uh Prior to COVID, it came down three years in a row, the the age of people visiting. I think you're right right on point. It's when I was a, when Gen X was where millennials are now, I was the hot commodity of uh, what the kind of person they wanted. Now they want, they want people that are millennials, that are young and growing uh, and making more, more and more money so that they, 
can get a taste. Like I started at the Gold Coast. That's where I cut my teeth. I moved up to uh, the Strip. Then I moved to Cosmopolitan. Win. Now I'm like you. I'm an old man. I'm bougie and I want nice hotel rooms. I want nicer dinners. And I, But I also, at the same time, I don't want to spend $250 to see the Foo Fighters play for way too long. And, uh, you know, that while I had a great time, I could probably enjoy that $250. I'd rather probably spend it on an hour and a half of dinner and a little bit of entertainment here and there uh, with my friends. Like it's sort of the same thing, but different and different experiences. And what makes Vegas so great in my mind is you could do all of it. You could have a day club, you could have a nightclub, you could have a dinner show, you could go to a concert, a full blown concert, if that's what you want. You can go see a stadium arena rock show. You know, it's it really does have everything. And now with sports, it's even better. And it looks like there's going to be a soccer team coming eventually. Um, so it, it's it's pretty good. It's it's really, I think, at a good spot. Even though, you know, it's changing. It's not what it was. It's never been what it was. And that's part of what's always made Vegas so great is that you could visit every three years and see something entirely different. You come here in four years from now, the Mirage is going to be the hard rock and there won't be a volcano. Like that's, in my mind, that's crazy talk. Like, I grew up with the Mirage Volcano. That was my Vegas vacation was my jam. That's how I learned about Las Vegas. So to see it transforming, I love it. It's something new and different. And, you know, why Why would you want to go see the same exact thing every time? Mikey, anything to add before you roll? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> He's good. All right. Brian, did we miss anything? No, I think you got it. Um, Vegas is cool. Just... You gotta find your niche and then you, you stick to it. I'm getting old too, so I mean, I get bougie and I don't wanna go to clubs anymore. I only go to clubs if there's a table. If there's no table, I'm not standing. So yeah. that's that's the last thing about, bougie side. La last thing about uh, sports books, just because it, it occurs to me that we didn't mention this. What what certain books will take is no longer what they used to take. So uh, a shout out to BetMGM and William Hill, which especially in the William Hill case, might have previously been known as sort of uh, their own type of model where they didn't take bets. They now pretty much take some bets over there, um, which is a new development over the last year or two here in Vegas. So if you're thinking that you can't get down pretty big bets at those spots, think again, they will take bets now, which is a pretty good development. That's not the case at places like Resorts World. Obviously, it's certainly the case at a place like Circa, which is sort of the uh, trendsetter for that kind of thing. But just that shout out to those books, which, you know, I've done, I've made a living kind of knocking William Hill on, on a numbers game for years. It's a difference under new management. And so, you know, Caesars now. So it's a, it's a different thing. But I just wanted to add that note as well. Dodd, you don't miss it, though, do you? Well, you know, you can't get team totals in game in Vegas, so no, I don't you miss can't. it. <laughs> you can't. There are limitations. By the uh, way, my sports yeah. book on Braddock Avenue, I was on the bridge at one o'clock in the morning, and then it fell down at seven o'clock in the morning uh, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if you guys saw that news, yeah, we but did. that exact bridge is what I go over every single day, and was on that bridge at one o'clock in the morning. It fell five hours later. So my friend Sean, of course, was like, "You broke a bridge now." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "You broke a bridge." All right, we've done all we can do. I believe we've, uh, I believe we've done it uh, for Brian Ortega. Brian, thank you so much for those stories, man. Yeah, then have I'll bend your ear about some others. Uh, Mike Palm at the at the D. Um, Mikey, we appreciate it. Next week is the last Megapod of the year for the Super Bowl. We'll talk about Super Bowl props. 
Rufus Peabody will join us. He made his hay betting Super Bowl props back in the day with his group. He'll join us to give us his favorite prop bets. Uh, Todd from his mom's cork attic. And Mark Meltzer, annual staple of the Vegas Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Good Meltzer to see you, Mark. Seltzer. Bill Alexander, Vegas Lifestyle, 11th Annual Edition. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy and uh, safe travels on your next trip to Vegas. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare